I told you, it gives a whole new meaning to that song, doesn't it? And all the kids right now are thinking, man, I should have asked for a drum set. And all the parents are like, I'm so glad you didn't ask for a drum set. But I was sitting there thinking, in that household, normally it's the dad that's like yelling downstairs in the basement, like, you turn that music down. In that house, Kent's like, crank it up. It's too quiet down there. I love it. Thank you guys so much. You bless us every year, every year with that. Well, again, good afternoon to everyone. So glad you're with us today, especially as Ryan said, if it's your first time with us, maybe your very first time in a long time, you're our honored guest Thanks for taking some time out of a, a chilly, somewhat slippery uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve afternoon, however you would say it. Uh, West Bowles Church, if you are new to us today, it's basically one large, loud, crazy, eclectic family where every age and life stage and passion and background, even every hairline, uh, is welcomed and honored and appreciated and, and utilized. Uh, as a family, we're committed to living the words out above the stage, loving God and loving other people. We take that mission so seriously around here but we do our absolute best to not take ourselves too seriously. And so while you're here with us, we hope that you will laugh a lot, uh, either with us or at us. We're okay with either one. Uh, we hope that you will learn a lot about the God who loves you and sent his son to die for you, and that you will also be motivated to go out once you leave this place and love others a lot. And yes, that means even Raider fans. I'm sorry, you have to love them. I know it stinks. But hey, if you'd like to join us on this journey of faith, we'd be honored to have you. As we begin 2018, we have some really exciting things starting around here. We're going through the Gospel of Mark, learning what it means to be just like Jesus and why he's so important to us. Uh, great worship, a lot of other programming. We hope that you will join us uh, this next year. And finally, if you're looking for an organization or a nonprofit to support or to donate large amounts of cash to right now at the end of the year. We would not be mad if you chose West Bowles Church, uh, but in all honesty, we'd love if at the end of service uh, in the bins in the back, you just play some, uh, some dollars, some, some checks, some credit cards, the keys to your Mercedes, even the, the deed to your mountain house. The slot's big enough, we think, for that. Anyway, okay, sorry, but uh, we take the, all those funds and we do our best to serve this community, from the special needs community to young moms, young families, senior adults, uh, singles, college age, everybody in between. There's lots of needs in Littleton, and we do our best as a church to go outside of these walls and spread the light and love of Jesus with everybody that we can. If everybody here today uh, gave $25, we'd have about $25,000 at the end of the service. would be amazing. And if everybody gave $25,000 at the end of the service, I would never have to ask for money again. Please. Let me pray for us real fast, and we'll dive into a few thoughts. God, thank you for being an amazing God, a God who would come to us because you knew the gap and the journey and the distance was far too long for us to come to you. And so you humbled yourself, God, and you came. Not only did you come, Lord, but you came in the form of a baby because you love us and want to have a relationship with us. You didn't come in the form of a decree. You didn't come in the form of a, a king on a horse. You came in the form of a child because you just want to draw us near to you. You're not mad at us, God. You're not angry with us. You love us and you want us to be so close to you, so close that we can touch you and hold you and vice versa. And so we pray that you will draw us close now through your word and our time together in it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. How many of you have ever been interrupted? 
Anybody know that feeling? Maybe it's a pestering child, right? Grabbing a hold of your pant leg as you're uh, trying to have an intelligent conversation with another adult. You know, daddy, 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 daddy. Maybe it was a cell phone buzzing or going off at the worst time in the middle of a huge presentation or, or moment where it just was not very good to have your phone ringing. Uh, even, even worse, maybe you had that cheesy 80s song as your, uh, your, your ringtone. Maybe that started going off in the middle of a meeting, right? Like, ice, ice, baby. Like, oh, no, shout. Sorry, I love, love that song, love it. But regardless of the particulars, uh, all of us knows how it feels to be interrupted, don't we? And if we're honest, being interrupted, it never really feels that great. Reminds me of a story I once heard. A group of college guys were trying to set up one of their single friends on a blind date. Uh, well, who is it? The young man asked his friends. One of the guys was like, well, it's my cousin Doris. Doris, the guy's ah, she just doesn't sound like, like my type. Oh, oh, don't worry, his friends replied. Doris, she is a terrific gal. And, and trust me, man, she is a babe. But if for some reason it's not going well and you need to get out, let me tell you what I do in order to, to get out of a, of a bad spot, especially a bad date. Uh, I go to the girl's house, the guy says, and, and I open the door, and, or if she opens the door and I see her coming out, and if, if she's what I like, and if she's my type, and I think it's going to go well, I, I, I introduce myself, everything's great. But if she's not my type, and I'm, I want to get out of the situation, I just fake an asthma attack. I just start breathing, breathing heavily, <gasps> coughing a little bit. <laughs> I tell her, asthma, I gotta go get my inhaler, which is next to my rash cream and my night guard at home, and pretty much the date is over. Right? The girl wants out. He's like, this sounds so, so stupid, you guys. But I'm desperate and I'm single, so I guess I'm going to try it. So that night he goes to meet Doris. So he knocks on the door, and within seconds she's standing right in front of him. And to his surprise, Doris is, is beautiful. She's, she's stunning. And he's so excited to, to be going on a date with her. So he reaches out his hand to introduce himself. And Doris does one of these. <gasps> asthma, asthma. See, that's, that's how it feels to be interrupted, isn't it? It just hurts, man, and it's a bit humiliating. But some interruptions, if you think about it, can be rather good things. In life, there are these moments where you're interrupted in the best way possible. Maybe you're out to lunch or out to dinner, and you're interrupted by the waiter when he tells you your meal's already been paid for. And had you known that, man, you would have ordered the steak and shrimp and not the pasta, or maybe you're interrupted one time when an old friend calls just to say hello or a boss calls or a fellow employee calls just to say you've done a great job on something just totally unexpected and out of the blue. That's a great interruption. Or maybe it's uh, when tax time comes around and you receive a check from Uncle Sam instead of having to write a huge check to him. That's a nice little interruption. See, there are times in life when interruptions can be very good things. And I imagine that's, that's true when it comes to singing telegrams. Has anyone ever received a singing telegram of any sort? So a few of us have experienced this before, but not many. And I'm, I'm part of the group. I've never received one of these. But I imagine that depending on the song and depending on the singers, uh, being interrupted through a singing telegram would be kind of cool. It'd be kind of fun. Especially if it happened uh, with these two at the helm. Watch this. Tell me a bit about this place we're going now. Who have we got here? Corey. It's his 25th birthday. He has a very loud laugh. Loves mayo. He puts mayonnaise on everything. All right, this is huge. How does this hat look? Does it make me look stupid? Does it look all right? No, it makes you look like a stud. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you, Corey? It's your birthday today, right? Happy birthday! So, Corey, happy birthday. This is a song for, for you. you. <laughs> mayo! 
Mayo! Mayonnaise is your favorite friend. Hey, Mr. Cory Man, happy, happy birthday. Mayonnaise is your favorite friend. Hey, Mr. Loves Too Much, happy, happy birthday. Mayonnaise is your favorite friend. Everybody, mayo! Mayo! Mayonnaise is your favorite friend. So that's a good interruption, is it not? Well, I bring all this up because a group of unsuspecting shepherds in Luke chapter 2, while they're just minding their own business one night, they're kind of interrupted in the same way. It wasn't a, a pestering child. It wasn't a beeping cell phone. It was actually a singing telegram from heaven itself. A very interesting interruption. Let me show you. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. In the same region, there were shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord flashed and shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of, of great joy, which will be for all the people. For this day in the city of David there's been a, a born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, the Messiah. And this will be a sign for you by which you will recognize him. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Then suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, an angelic army praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens and on earth, peace among those with whom he is well pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem and see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. If you think about it, uh, certain things just don't go very well together. You have, you know, uh, iPhones and water, not a good combination, uh, toothpaste and orange juice, eh, and then there's Crocs and just about everything else, right? It just, it just don't go together. And you see, the same is true when it comes to shepherds and angels. It's just not a good fit. See, shepherds were not the most respected or highly revered of folks back in the first century. In fact, shepherding was reserved for those that society looked down on and that society had more or less cast aside. I imagine they joked around about shepherding like we joke around about digging ditches or living with your parents your entire life. It's like, you better get better grades, Thomas, or else, or else you're going to be a shepherd. We romanticize shepherds sometimes, do we not? We think of King David or Psalm 23 the ladies like to think of shepherds like these, these burly, handsome men, like holding these little lambs. But think back to the story of David. He's the runt of the litter. He's the kid that the rest of the family doesn't really care about. In fact, when the dad is asked, do you have any other sons? Because someone is asking to see all of his children. He's like, well, I've got one more, but he's just a shepherd. It's just David, just the shepherd boy. So shepherds were not really respected back then. But more than that, most scholars believe that shepherds were a rather rough group of individuals. Right? These are the guys who were always way too loud at the party, always had way too much to drink, always smelled like they just stepped in something really gross. I was like, oh, great, who, who invited the shepherds? I was like, the, the shepherds are here. No. To put it bluntly, these are not the kind of guys you want to bring home to mama for the holidays. Mom, dad, here's my boyfriend, Shepherd Steve. Handsome, isn't he? But you see, you became a shepherd because nothing else in life had really worked out. And you became a shepherd because everyone else in life had more or less kind of kicked you out. 
And so do you see why it's a bit strange that these guys, of all the guys available in the first century, are the ones who are visited by the angels on the night that Jesus was born? I mean, hooligans hanging out with the host of heaven. Ruffians rubbing elbows with the righteous ones. Messed up men mixing it up with those who possess unparalleled might and majesty. This is about as odd of a combination as it gets. Shepherds and angels go together like Trump and Twitter. It should not happen. No, please. And yet on Christmas night, that's exactly what happened. On the, on the eve of Christmas, that's exactly what happened. And I have to think that the shepherds were, were just as caught off guard by this interruption and this angelic song as we are when we read about it. I'm not sure what the Greek word is for stupefied, but it definitely applies here. I mean, hanging out with a bunch of sheep for weeks on end by yourself, way out in the middle of nowhere, watching them sleep and eat and then sleep and eat again and then doing what you do after you eat a lot, right? Watching them do that, I'm sure it was just as much fun as it sounds. Not fun at all. And there's a reason there's not lambs and sheep at the zoo, because they're lame. And watching them would be lame. And yet, one night... These guys who were kind of on the outskirts of society, somewhat marginalized from everybody else. These guys whose lives aren't too terribly exciting. These guys whose lives haven't worked out the way they probably anticipated or hoped. They're interrupted. They're interrupted by God. They're interrupted by this singing telegram, this group of angels with the song just for them. And I just love that so much. I love that the angels didn't come with a dissertation. Like, I've got some things that I'm going to say to you, uh, shepherds. No, 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 because the shepherds, they didn't need to be lectured. The angels didn't come with a long list of rules or commandments, right? A new, new stone tablets. No, the shepherds didn't need to be corrected. And the angels didn't come with a rebuke or some derogatory remark like, you guys just stink. Because the shepherds didn't need to be reprimanded. The angels, they came with a song. Because God knew that, like many of us, the, the shepherds needed to be encouraged. They needed to be affirmed on that first Christmas. That's exactly what that song is designed to do. And the song is still designed to do that very same thing for us. Now, I don't know if you saw as we were reading through the text, it's not a very long song. It's only two lines, in fact. But have you ever realized that when you want to interrupt somebody, you don't really have to say that much? One of my favorite comedians recently pointed out that all it takes to really mess with somebody is about four or five syllables. Now, this is a gift that I'm going to give to you this Christmas, okay? Try this next time you're at a restaurant. Try this next time you're, you're in front of some strangers or walking across the street. Just do this. Five syllables. That's it. You can stop somebody dead in their tracks. It's awesome. They're pouring water. Yes, excuse me. That works too. That one's even better. You've got to do it. It's so fun. Well, that's, that's not exactly what the angels said that night. They said more than just a few syllables. They said, they said a few words, a few lines of a song. But they didn't have to say that much because what they said was so, so powerful. This is the song. I'm not going to sing it for you. I'm not even sure how it sounded. But these are the words. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among men with whom he is well pleased. Glory to God in the highest, the angel said. And on earth, peace among men with whom he is well pleased. This is a difficult passage to, to translate just right. There's a couple different renderings of it. Some say it's peace on earth to men of goodwill. Many of you have seen the Christmas card. It says peace on earth and goodwill to men. But the translation that I think gets closest to the original meaning is the one that I just read to you. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace 
to those whom God is pleased. See, the, ep- the, uh, the apples, I'm not sure exactly what that is, a combination of angels and shepherds, you get apples. But the angels come to the shepherds with a message. They say that God, the God of the highest heavens, the God who lives in this, in this other sphere completely, that God, the one who, who created all things, the God of the heavens who calls out the stars every single night by name, that, that God, the God who sustains all things through his own breath, the God who promises one day he will resurrect and redeem all things, that God, he has a gift for you, shepherds. It's the gift of his peace. He wants to give you this Christmas his peace. Peace on earth to you, they say. And the word here, the biblical word for peace, is not just like, hey man, cool, hope you have a great day, hakuna matata. The word for peace in the Bible is shalom. It means wholeness, fullness, tranquility, utter, complete happiness. This is the greatest gift you could ever receive at Christmas. And it seems if God has been watching the evening news, God has been uh, reading the morning papers, God has been peering into our world and into our homes, into our hearts, and he sees it's full of chaos, it's full of a mess. And he says, you know what I want to give you? I want to give you peace. You need this so bad. You need my peace. But more than that, more than just giving us the gift of peace, he gives it to those with whom he is pleased now, you got to stop there for a minute as you're reading the story and hearing about the story. He gives this gift of peace to those with whom he is well pleased. And when the angels first tell the shepherds this, it sounds like they're speaking of another group. It's like shepherds, hey, God is going to come and give peace to those with whom he's well pleased. It's a group of guys way over there. We just thought that you should know. No, 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 no. They're talking to the shepherds because they're talking about the shepherds. It's as if, the, if this was a shepherd right here, and I'm one of the angels. Just imagine for a second, church... I'm an angel. Glory, yeah, don't laugh so loud. Okay, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom he's well pleased. No response. Okay, okay. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those with whom he's well pleased. Like, Like, is this thing on? Right, that's what the angels were asking that night. Like shepherds, you're killing me here. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to you. I'm talking about you, shepherds. This message is for you. I'm not talking about somebody else, right? You don't talk about a huge party with people you know aren't invited to the party. So the angels aren't talking about somebody else. They're talking about the shepherds. They're saying God has come to give his peace to you because God is so pleased with you. And I imagine the shepherds pulled one of those like, wait, wait, me? Like, you talking to me, right? It would have been so odd. It would have caught them off guard. But God doesn't interrupt them. God doesn't send them an angelic uh, singing telegram unless he's talking to them, unless this message is for them. The fact that God wants to give us his peace is an amazing thing, people. We've got to think about this. God wants to give us wholeness and completeness. He wants to help us live in harmony with ourselves and with other people. He wants to give us the gift of blessing to the whole entire world. He wants to help us experience this life to its absolute fullness. That's what God wants to give you at Christmas. But not just that he wants to give us this gift, but it's like, really, you're going to give it to them? You're going to give it to the shepherds? I mean, it would have been one thing if this message and this promise and this gift came to those who were living up in the high hills of Jerusalem. 
are like the one percenters of Jerusalem, those in the gated communities, those who had the beautiful families, those who had everything worked out just right. Those were on the magazine covers of the Jerusalem Times. Like those are the ones you expect to receive this message, right? Peace on earth to those who are good looking, who have a lot of money, who own a big house, who have perfect kids, who serve every month at the food pantry, or who post things on social media that make us all sick. Peace on earth to you. You would expect a word of affirmation and a blessing over those people. People whose lives are squeaky clean, whose lives are all put together. Oh yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, peace to them. That's not, that's not who the message came to. That's not who the message was for. That's not, that's not who received the first singing invitation from the angels. It's just the opposite. When the angels sang this song to the shepherds, it's as if they were singing it to a prostitute in Vegas who just doesn't have another means of providing for her children. Or they were singing to the woman who had an abortion back in the day who's still so destroyed by that decision, but, but that was the best she could do given her circumstances. It's as if they were singing to the businessman who's besieged with debt, who sold his integrity many years ago. Or they're singing to the insecure guy who's addicted to porn or pills or the praise of others. They're singing this song over the sexually abused teen who was molested by her stepfather. They're singing this song over the lonely widow who thinks that nobody sees her or cares about her anymore. They're singing this song over the military vet who's crippled by PTSD. Peace on earth to you because God is so pleased with you. You see, there is a lie that so many of us have believed for far too long. And the lie is this. God only loves, God only cares about, God only sees, God only works on behalf of those, God only blesses those who have it all together and all figured out. That's just not true at all. The singing telegram at the first Christmas proves to us you don't have to clean your act up in order for God to show up. You don't have to clean your act up in order for God to lift you up. In fact, it's just the opposite. Peace on earth to you in the, in the pit. And God is so pleased with you. But look at my life, you might say. Or maybe that's what the shepherds were saying. Look at my life. I mean, come on, really? How in the world could God be pleased with me? You don't know about the things that I have done. Well, all the things I've at least thought about doing, I've hurt people, I've backed out of commitments, I've taken the easy way out, I've lived selfishly, I've worshipped other gods like sex or stuff or success. God is pleased with me, you're going to say? Really? Are, are you serious right now? I lost my temper with my kids the other day, really badly. I lied to my spouse again. I cheated my employer out of money I crossed that line I swore I would never cross. I haven't been to church in years. I can't even tell you when the last time was that I prayed. God couldn't concern himself with me. God's not pleased with me. Oh, friend, that singing telegram that came 2,000 years ago to those shepherds, that singing telegram has your name written all over it tonight. And those angels, they haven't stopped singing that same song. The first night it came to them, well, tonight it's coming to you. Peace, God's peace to you, because God is so pleased with you. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't seem right. I know it doesn't add up, but God wants to interrupt you this Christmas because he wants you to know he's so interested in you. 
God wants to interrupt you this Christmas because he wants you to know he's so interested in you. I don't care if everybody else has walked out on you or walked away from you. I don't care if everybody else has pushed you aside or pushed you away from a step-parent to a spouse to the church itself. I don't care what's happened. It's not true with God. When everyone else turns a cold shoulder, God sends his son. When everybody else says, you're far too gone, God says, there's no distance that's too far. I won't go to get you back, to be with you again. The truth of Christmas is that God loves those whose lives are really, really messy. And those of us who are strong and courageous enough to say it will say amen to that truth. The truth of Christmas is that God loves, God is pleased with, God gives gifts to, God draws near to those whose lives are so messed up. From donkey peddlers and prostitutes, herdsmen, slumlords, cheats, gamblers, and dropouts of that day to the single parents, teen moms, addicts, dejected, discouraged, and, depre and depressed of our day. Some of us think that God is like Santa Claus. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. And if you don't, the song implies, he ain't going to show up. And if you're not, the song implies, you're not going to get anything. And if you happen to be bad, well, then you miss out. And that's how we assume it is with God. That's not true. That might be true with Kris Kringle. That's not true with Jesus Christ. He comes. He comes to those who are like, I've been really bad. I'm not sure if I've ever really been good to the shepherds and to those even in today's society, like many of us, who just feel like we're on the outside looking in. He says, I come, I come to you, I come for you. Let me drive this home real fast. If Jesus appeared tonight uh, on your way home, let's say, let's say you're walking out to your car tonight and all of a sudden you have like this shepherding moment where there's a singing telegram from heaven. Angels come down, part the skies, like what is happening right now? But here's the thing, they know everything about you. Jesus and his little angel chorus they know everything about you. That they know and have total comprehension of your whole life story. Every skeleton you've stuffed in your closet, every sinful thing you've ever done, everything you've done, you've, you've lived to regret. They know about the real state of your spirituality. They know about the mixed motives that all of us have when we try to do good things. They know about the dark desires that are built within you. They know all of that stuff, and they suddenly come from heaven one night, tonight, to you. What's their song? What's their message? Peace to you. God wants to give you his peace because he is so pleased with you. Oh, and we know about that. Uh, and we saw you when you did that. Oh, and we have full, full information about that. I mean, but that's okay. We still come to give you God's peace because he is still so pleased with you. See, the message of the manger is that you and I are unconditionally accepted. You and I are forever loved. No matter how messy we are, how messy we get, God comes to us. And that's why he comes in a messy way. I mean, why would you be born in a manger with no doctors around, swaddling cloth, hay? I mean, it's just messy. There's animals probably spitting all over you, right? Nobody's there to help you. It's messy. Why would he come into the mess? Or why would he come in a mess? Is it not to show you he's not afraid of your mess? That's what he's coming into. He knows full well how messy we are. And he still comes. He's such a good God in that way. One author said it this way. What we need to know is not just that God exists, not just that beyond the twinkle of the stars, there's a cosmic intelligence of some kind that keeps this whole thing going. What we need to know is there's a God who actually cares. 
There's a God who's actually concerned about the muck and mire of my life. Well, I'm here to tell you, church, that 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 angelic song that came that night for the shepherds, that singing telegram, let alone the entire birth of Jesus, answers that with a resounding yes. Yes, there's a God, and yes, he cares about the muck of your life. Yes, he cares about the mire of your life. He's even willing to enter into the muck and mire of your life. So I'm going to invite the band back up real fast so we close out the afternoon together. A few more songs for you. But I, I, just, want to, I just want to tell you this. This has been my prayer the last couple of weeks for you guys. Is that this Christmas, the greatest gift you would receive would be an interruption. Because you see, the Christmas story is just full of them. We're just talking about the shepherds that night in the fields. Uh, Mary, you're pregnant. That's called an interruption. Uh, Joseph, Mary's pregnant. Yeah, that's called an interruption. Everybody else, to your hometown for a census. That's called an interruption. See, Christmas is designed to be an interruption. And normally we're so mad when we're interrupted. But God says, let's just let me interrupt you this Christmas. Would you please? I've got an interruption of the best kind for you. Just let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt your dead marriage. Let me interrupt your, 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 your broken dreams. Let me interrupt all the tension you have with your family right now. Let me interrupt this job that you hate and want to get out. Let me interrupt whatever it is going on in your life that's causing you to not experience life to the fullest. God says, let me interrupt that. He wants to interrupt us this Christmas. He wants to give you his peace. And so we have a song called Reckless Love that we're going to sing together right now. If you don't know it, that's okay. Just let these words just just be prayed over you. Just kind of hover and sit over you. This is describing a God who will go to great lengths to give you life, to show you he loves you. So let's sing this song together, and afterwards we'll wrap it up with Silent Night.